Welcome back for another episode of the Sharpen Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Kirby Green, and Sharpen is the podcast for young professionals. We exist to sharpen young professionals for the workplace and beyond. If you haven't already, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. By leaving a review, that helps other young professionals find this podcast, and we so appreciate it. We're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel, Sharpen the Podcast for Young Professionals. We're still supporting each other and it's a safe haven, but what else does this group need? And we evolved into, as Claire said, we used to have two times a, a, a month that we met for about an hour. And then we went to meeting once and then a phone call. And we found that getting together and actually being present at a table and sharing a meal and doing it in our homes, opening our homes has allowed us a whole different dimension of this now. I think we stay together for about three hours when we get together we <laughs> yeah. on Saturday mornings. Well, it's great fun to continue the mentoring conversation here on the Sharpen Podcast. Today, we are joined by two new friends to the Sharpen Podcast, Claire and Linda. As you know, here at Sharpen, we absolutely love Edge Mentoring. It's an organization that I've been a part of for several years now. Several of our previous guests have been, and that's the same for Claire and Linda. They're going to share about their mentoring relationship, how it all got started, what it's looked like through the different seasons of life, and how they really do maximize their time together, um, how much mutual benefit they receive in these relationships. I think this is going to be a really good moment for each of us to pause and think about the mentoring relationships we're a part of because Claire and Linda not only are, are going to share best practices, but you can tell that they have such deep respect and love for one another. And that is what we really want to get to in these mentoring relationships with that. I will get right to our conversation today with Claire and Linda. Welcome to the mentoring series here on the Sharpen Podcast. So glad to have you back with us. And we are so glad to have our guests today, Claire and Linda, who are in an edge mentoring group together. So if this is your first time listening to the Sharpen Podcast, we love edge mentoring. And if you've been a longtime listener, you're thinking, of course, she's mentioned edge mentoring. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love the organization. And for me personally, the relationships there have just been so enriching and fun. And with that, I would love, first of all, welcome Linda and Claire. Would you guys tell us a little bit about who you are and the work that you do? And Miss Linda, we'll start with you. Thanks, Kirby. My name is Linda Haidu. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and I am the third of six children to just kind of give a background. I grew up in the late 50s. That kind of gives you an idea of how long I've been on this earth. I had a career. I have spent 30 plus years in healthcare. Started off as a nurse and worked in various positions in that nursing uh, arena and then found myself, gosh, very early on in my career, probably in my mid-20s as taking my first leadership position. So leadership has been a part of me for a very, very long time and a passion for me. And I think in my growing up and, and actually even in going into nursing, um, I kind of came from a servant leadership, servant background. My mom mm -hmm. was, and my dad, but my mom, I always remember, was always trying to find ways to just help others within the neighborhood and um, those that were in need. So she was a real role model about that. I also saw this community that was created within our neighborhood where the neighbors and we, my husband and I talk about it often now because we both grew up in Buffalo, 
about that sense of community in your neighborhood and how the neighbors knew all that was going on, sometimes good and bad, um, <laughs> but, yeah. but they were there to be there for you if anything happened. And there were all different age groups. And I, and I remember thinking on how cool it was that there were grandparents in the neighborhood and there were young couples in the neighborhood and middle-aged couples and the wisdom that got to be shared among everybody. So I think that influenced me a lot in that kind of serving um, career uh, when I went into nursing. And I I know it's ingrained in me that I I love to help others. So as I got into leadership and still staying in healthcare, one of the um, leadership philosophies that I had for myself always was that it was not about me. It was about my people and those that worked with me and their success and being the catalyst and supportive person that could help them move ahead. So when Edge came around and was looking for mentors, it just seemed like a natural fit, you know, to do that. And in the course of my, so taking on that mentoring, but then in the course of my career, about five years ago, I stepped away from corporate healthcare and redirected my career. But one of the things that just kept becoming central to everything was hearing from folks throughout my career was saying about how you helped me and how you coached me. And so spending some time reflecting on that and saying, okay, what do I want to do in this next part? I'm already, you know, I'm mentoring, but what else can I do? I went and, and got my certification in coaching. And so I have been able to marry those two together in, in a lot of ways. And now uh, my career is executive leadership coaching. And I work with leaders now in all different fields, primarily though in healthcare, to be their best self, to be able to understand that they have the answers within themselves and be able to help move them along. So um, it has been a real blessing, I think, in a lot of ways that I've been able to marry that into the mentoring that I'm doing, because over these six years of being a, a edge coach, I've been able to use all these influences and skills, you know, in, in my work. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for telling us more about you, Linda. And I love how your roots in servant leadership originate from that uh, neighborhood feel. That's that's really cool. Claire, can you tell us about who you are? Yes. Um, Claire Couch. Um, I grew up in a small town in northern Indiana and listening to Linda share about her upbringing reminded me of um, the community I grew up in. It was a very tight knit, small community. So small that like, if you were riding your bike around without your helmet, your mom would be getting a call in two minutes from <laughs> all the posts she set up to help watch you as you biked your way to, to middle school, for example. So um, I've always been a part of a, a small community and I headed to Butler University for college where I thought I was going to be a dentist. But when I graduated, I joined or fellowship, um, which is an entrepreneurial program um, that matches um, talent with some high growth companies. So throughout my career, I've worked in the tech industry and switched gears into marketing. So I've, I've found a love and passion for marketing Um, And I now work um, at a tech company that's actually headquartered in Colorado, but we have offices around the globe, including Indianapolis, um, and we help um, other companies um, take their documents and contracts and and digital. But throughout my career and my um, time leaving Butler, I've been a part of Edge Mentoring uh, for about six years now. Wow. Well, and Claire is also a returning guest, so we'll be sure to link that previous episode as well that talks about peer mentorship or peer relationships as well. So I think it's quite fitting for this series. So go back and check that one out. You know, this this group here, Linda and Claire, you guys have been together for quite some time, six years. We, we were laughing before we started here that the group could never have Claire leave because her <laughs> wedding anniversary is how 
the origin date. So they were like, she can never go anywhere because that's how we know <laughs> how long we've been together. But they've been together for six years and I am so excited for us to learn from them as we continue in our mentoring series here. You know, it sounds like as I've heard from our mutual friends and even just from you guys now as we were getting to know each other, you all really do have a win-win or a, a mentoring relationship that's full of synergy. So let's let's learn from you guys. I mean, how how do you guys both benefit from this type of relationship? And you might have to go maybe back in time to even talk about I know we it started through edge, but give us a little a little glimpse into how this has become just so beneficial for each of you. You know, it, it, one of the things that I always look at is that mentoring allows me the opportunity to contribute to the personal and professional growth of young adults, which, you know, there's a focus there and to, to know that you can be a part of their journey, just is really a, a, an awesome kind of thing. I'm not so sure that at the very beginning, I appreciated that as much. I think I was, I was green coming into this in a sense as, as probably, and, and Claire can answer that, as the mentees coming into it, you know, knowing what our focus was going to be as far as, you know, mentoring young adults in their personal and professional growth. But that's pretty broad, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and when, you, when you think about it. So coming in and, and knowing that, and I think what a lot of individuals who are, quote, able to be mentors, I think what they struggle with is, is asking a lot of times, what can I offer? You know, even though we, some of us have had really rich careers and there's been things we've done, I think there's a real question sometimes about what can I bring to this relationship and will I be impactful? And I think the, the, the benefit that I, I learned, I think, early on, and, and I know that has kept me in here, is, is seeing the impact. Um, be it just through a conversation, be it when we even just get together and have breakfast together and we're talking. Um, it, it always grounds me in, again, how our lives are intertwined and how we all have something to offer. And, you know, they bring richness to my life in, in, in a lot of ways. And some of it is just even watching their drive and their dedication and their passion and even struggles and things that they, you know, are going through. And it, it just reminds me how we were put here to be able to support each other and be able to listen to each other and help in any way that we can. So I think it keeps me grounded in a lot of ways of, of all that's going on in the world and the challenges and about the good people that are there. Cause these are an awesome group of young women. Um, they just amaze me every day with what they accomplish. And so to have a small part in that success for them and, and in their growth and to see that be of benefit just benefits me immensely. And, and obviously six years later, um, you know, here I am still feeling like there's something new every single day um, that I can, I can learn for myself um, and enriching my life. And, you know, Kirby, when I was thinking about um, how I've benefited from mentoring and the relationship that we have, I was thinking the back back to how mentoring has really been foundational to when I was growing up, but I probably wouldn't have been able, been able to call it mentoring or say, oh, this person is a mentor. You know, I think about 
being an athlete growing up and having coaches that were also teachers or guidance counselors. And you may, I may have called them a coach at the time. And even in my first jobs in and out of college, I had managers um, that quickly became mentors. Um, but to Linda's point, I think what I'm, I'm seeing over time is that you're able to be a mentor or be a mentee, regardless of your age or career or stage of life. Um, and I think I really came to know the impact of uh, mentoring through this ed relationship that we have that formed, you know, back in, in 2012, initially when I heard about um, the value of, ment- you know, more professional, spiritual, and personal relationship of mentoring and how that could be established. And I was really drawn to that concept. And I think about the times in my life where we're looking to make decisions like changing jobs, which is something I've done before, or um, talking in confidence with someone about a transition um, and someone that you can talk to that knows where you're coming from, where you're at today, and where you want to go. That's almost that third-party voice of reason um, that's um, can help you, you know, like Linda had mentioned, and you had mentioned that they help provide that synergy, but they're plugged in in a way where they know you and can help provide that guidance in a confidential and trusting way. And I think about those examples that have been key to my life, you know, not just in my professional career, but also um, personally and spiritually. Uh, Kirby, I just want to interject because Claire said something yeah. to you about um, anybody can be a mentor and a mentee. And one thought that instantly came to my mind, and Claire, I'm not sure, again, you could address this maybe, but I'm not sure if everybody in the group sees this, but they are all taking roles as mentors to one another. Mm, and, I have, and I have come to realize mentoring is not about age. To be a mentor is not about saying, okay, I'm 60 now, so I should go mentor because I've lived life. I've really realized mentoring is about, is driven by your experiences. So you could be the same age, within the same age, but have different experiences that others that are talking with you haven't had yet, and you could be mentoring them. Um, Claire, I look at the vast array of experiences that you have had in your short life, <laughs> and um, there are others that have not done that yet. You know, you've shifted jobs, you've moved, you know, uh, got married you know, challenged in a lot of ways, some of the things that you've done and, and, and did it fearlessly. But yet there are those, I think, in our group that might begin to experience some of those or make those steps of changing a job or moving. And you are a mentor to that. And so I've really begun to realize that mentoring is not defined by age or defined by, um, I don't know, you know, it, or I should say it's not defined by age, it's defined by your experiences and what you have to offer. And daily, we probably could find moments where we're mentoring each other. That's so good, Linda. I think you're spot on too with sometimes we we create a picture of a mentor in our mind. You know, this is mm-hmm. the qualifications of the person. And, and I even think specifically, Claire, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. But I think often you get out of college and and, and Linda, yours as well, but you get out of college and, and you hear this, this message of go find a mentor. Like there's the one, you know? And so then you're floating around after college, like, I don't know. I'm not just finding the one, almost like a scene from a Disney movie of your true love of a mentor. And, and to your point, Linda, it's like, there are, there are multiple people who are mentoring in your life and that you mm-hmm. are mentoring. And I do want to, um, I do want to go back though, to one thing you said, you talked about sometimes that question of what do I have to offer? 
mm-hmm. comes into the mind of a, of a mentor. Can you maybe help us uh, think like, I guess, let us know what kind of uh, thought process you had of this. Sometimes this thought can, can creep in and how did you think through it and how do you navigate that? Because that's one piece that I think a lot of uh, mentors, no matter what, mm-hmm. what age your background or whatever that looks like, they have that same question. Do you know, it's a great question, Kirby, because I, I know thinking back six years ago too, um, I think in my mind, I hooked up mentoring a lot with, again, life experiences, but the wisdom and, you know, what's the proper way to do it. And I remember even reading books about mentoring and, you know, trying to find that right model for it, you know, like, what does it look like? And um, I think we lose sight of the fact that it's just about living life and listening to one another. And so I, I don't feel like somebody saying, I want to be a mentor has to be based upon your credentials. Um, it, it, it is, again, based upon your life and what you've lived and what you can bring to the table. Now, I, I'm not going to dispute that if you had a career and, and started a business and a lot of those things. There are some niches in a sense that you, know, sure. you can bring some things to. But when it comes to... Um, practicality and and decisions that I have encountered with a lot of these women that they're looking to talk about and making decisions. It is about life. It is about, okay, so what did I experience or what do I see now, you know, where I can contribute something to it. So I, I again, I think sometimes that we, we think too hard and we think there's a model for it and that we've got to, you know, once again, you know, we've got to fit the model. Again, I think we've got to trust the process. And that's why I would encourage folks, you know, if, if you're getting into something like EDGE to be a mentor, trust the process. You know, let the group speak to what is needed and, and look to what you bring. And, you know, Claire knows this. I, I recently went through a period where I was thinking maybe I'm not relevant anymore, you know, because life is changing and there's other things. And um, quickly realized that, again, it's not based on age and, and where you are in the workforce or, you know, it, it's based upon, again, the life you we've lived and the life you're living. And we all have something to bring to the table. Linda, so well said. Thank you. So one thing that we hear from our audience and even just, I'm sure you guys in your interactions, especially as you were starting out as an edge mentor, Linda, and you were maybe asking, how do you all, what do you all do in your group? What do you talk about? When do you set it up? So kind of all the the practicals. And I think probably the better question of that is how are you all using your time well together? And and any examples of that? I mean, this is not a time management course per se, but I think uh, what maybe even some of those conversations look like, because I think that goes back to the win-win mentality, because Mm -hmm. often in, and whenever young professionals think about a mentor, they think of, as we talked about earlier, there's the one. And then there's also like a uh, they're just pouring out into me, right? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the cup and it's being filled up with water by this mentor. But really to have a long lasting, sustainable, life-giving relationship, it, it is mutually beneficial. And so I would just love to hear how you all use your time together well. I would first say that it is important to stay focused to the purpose. So again, Edge gives a wonderful you know, outline to that in a sense, as far as the mission and the vision of what we're doing. But that, you know, I think we as a group need to identify, and I think we identified that early on, that we were coming together to be our best self, to be there, to get to know each other, to 
talk about things that are going on in our personal life, our professional life, but we stayed focused to that. And I think in staying focused and being there for each other takes place when we can be intentional, vulnerable, honest, supportive, and it is a commitment. And I, I can't stress that enough because I think the success of this group has been its commitment. From the day one, took it very seriously. Um, I remember when the group was really starting to gel and I, I shared with you, Kirby, that I had a second group and then I was trying to make them into one group because the second group was having a little bit of um, decrease in size because of people moving. And it was funny because the first group was so very protective. <laughs> Remember that, Claire? <laughs> they were so very protective of, you know, that they began this journey and they were vulnerable and honest and intentional. And it was like, okay, you know, maybe we'll let somebody into it, you know. And again, they, they did. And they embraced those that came in with open arms and, and all of them have gelled and it's been really awesome. But, but it is staying focused and it is, is making the commitment. You have to be present when you say you're going to be present. Yeah, I would agree with you, Linda. I think um, definitely being committed from both sides, not just with, you know, our time, but um, being present, whether that's in person or on the phone or staying up on if we're reading, right, just being all in. So I think that theme of commitment and being intentional is really um, helped our group have that gel and, and stay together and be so tight-knit. Um, and I think it's also about being intentional to like voice our needs or struggles or prepare for conversations um, and checking in, right? So our group now meets um, twice a month, um, once in person and once on the phone. But it probably took us a little while, even probably a few years to find that right rhythm. Yeah. Um, cause I think initially we were trying to meet in person every time, like twice a month. And we realized it got to be a lot. And then a few of us moved out of state. Um, and so being able to accommodate like different time zones if we needed to, or different schedules. And now that we have, you know, people in different stages of lives, how do we accommodate bedtimes for kids and, mm -hmm. um, gathering in each other's homes still, but still finding that time to be intentional and, and pull out our calendars and we are together so we can prioritize this as something we're, you know, still all in on um, six years later. And, you know, Kirby, another thing in listening to Claire and remembering all of that, you have to evolve. Mm. It's not cookie cutter. And I think that was a real changer for our team, our group, I should say, a few years ago, as Claire mentioned, it took us a while. But when we really, you know, started looking now, because life was changing, um, what was clear was nobody wanted to separate. Nobody wanted to break up the group. We had to talk through though, okay, how do, what, what's the purpose now? You know, we're, we're still supporting each other and it's a safe haven, but what else does this group need? And we evolved into, as Claire said, we used to have two times a, a, a month that we met for about an hour. And then we went to meeting once and then a phone call. And we found that getting together and actually being present at a table and sharing a meal um, and doing it in our homes, opening our homes has allowed us a whole different dimension of this. Now. Um, I think we stay together for about three hours when we get together, we <laughs> yeah. get together on Saturday mornings, uh, which is a great commitment. I mean, everybody's worked all week and, and they're committing to this and that was their idea. And we share in creating a meal and through that sharing and sitting around the table, you know, we, we 
talk as friends. You know, we share each other's joys and excitement that are going on. And, and then we get to our business, our topic, or what we need to be focused on for that. We've never, we've never wavered from that agenda, though, at least as bringing whatever needs to come as far as professionally, personally, you know, how can we pray for one another? Those stay constant. But the way we've, we've developed the group into now this sharing around a common table with a meal, and boy, there's nothing like having a meal and sharing, you know, it just Absolutely. it opens up everything. And then once during the month, we have a one-hour touch-based phone call where it's kind of like, okay, what's going on? You know, anything that needs to, to be discussed today, where do you need support? And then, you know, what do we need to pray for, you know, in keeping you in our hearts during this time? And it, it, the balance has just been amazing. It sounds like you all have such, uh, you have such a great setup. And, and to your point, you have evolved to meet evolving lives in your group. Uh, one thing that you all talked about that was kind of difficult was to bring new members in. And as I think to that subject, especially as adults, you know, you could think about kids on a playground. And I think even about my own children, where if it, there's a new kid at the school, at the preschool, or there's a new kid that comes and joins playing on the cul-de-sac, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're, you know, intentional about welcoming. And sometimes as adults, especially when we have this wonderful, beautiful thing of, of mentoring or work relationships, sometimes it can be hard to bring people in because as you said, both of you, you've kind of had some vulnerability moments with the group. So I would love to learn from you all along that line of anything that you all learned from, from that of here's how, you know, you have this maybe existing group and here's how to bring new people in. Because as I think about our audience here, you've got a lot of people now that have maybe been in the, been in the workplace for eight to 10 years and they formed their coworker relationships. And now there's the new guy or the new gal fresh out of college. It applies across the board, but especially with mentoring relationships, how are you intentional? How are you, or, or what'd you learn from bringing new folks in, especially with a group that you have, you know, some history with? I think one thing that we found really beneficial, um, and I, I don't think we actually did this in the beginning, but I think it may have even been a year or two in, um, is to help establish that trust. Um, we set this theme of really sharing our own stories um, and our own you know, testimonies where it allowed each person to kind of um, take the time for that group meeting to share more about who they, wa- who they are and where they've been. Um, and I think that that was foundational for setting trust with the core group Um, And then as someone new came in, you know, giving them that opportunity as well. So we felt like we were getting to know each other. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think there is still that challenge, right, of being the new person coming into that circle. And, you know, these five or six people have already been together for a few years. So Mm -hmm. I would say that's always challenging to navigate, whether it's at the lunch table or, you know, the playground or in a a group setting like this. But I think um, Linda as a facilitator has been really key about helping establish that trust um, and that openness to set those expectations. So we know where we're going, but also getting group buy-in when decisions like that do need to be made. That was well said. I I think that was a real key. I think the other thing, because there is kind of a dance in a sense that you, that you do, Edge, I think what Edge does that is so awesome is that alongside the co- uh, the uh, mentoring and the groups are the social gatherings. So there are lots of times for all the mentees and mentors to get together and get to know each other outside of their own group. And I can think of in particular like Joelle and Kaylee 
were present at some of those. So before they even came into the group, there's a little bit of knowledge about them and folks were able to kind of mingle with them um, and talk with them socially um, before bringing them in. And I, I think that that um, helped. It wasn't a total stranger coming in. Um, so I think that was, that was a plus. Would you agree, Claire? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. The stories and even maybe outside of the, outside of the routine uh, and experience or activity, those, those are some really good call outs there. Well, as you all reflect on the past six years together, uh, are there any uh, specific, I'm just trying to think if there was maybe one topic that you, you know, we sat down over breakfast or brunch at someone's house and, you know, this was a big moment and maybe the group didn't realize it at the time, but for me, or even thinking about a particular conversation and anything that as you reflect today, because as I, as I think that we're learning as a sharpened audience, um, this might even lend itself to, hey, this topic sounds like it's a really big moment for groups. We ought to, um, if I'm already in a mentorship group, we ought, to, we ought to have that discussion. We ought to have that conversation. So I'd just love to hear. We're almost bumping the game changer up today, guys. You know, we do that at the end of the podcast. We're out of sorts today, uh, but, but that's okay. Uh, but would love to hear as you guys reflect today. Do you know, I, I, it's funny, Claire, but I was just thinking and what popped my head, Kirby, when you were talking was um, recently we read the book Playing Big. And for the viewers that are not familiar with that, um, it was written by Tara Moore, but it is about women in the workforce and just about women developing confidence and um, hence the title playing big, you know, being able to speak for themselves and be empowered and come across confident. I think for me, it was kind of one of the game changing books that we read because coming into it, I remember after the first couple of chapters, there were several of the young women that were saying, I already play big, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing okay, you know, so I'm not sure how this book's going to go. And, um, which was fine. And then as we came into it, it was just, it was a game changer in some ways of people being able to say, wow, I guess there is room here for me, how to build a stronger confidence, how to be um, successful in what I'm doing, how to be passionate and um, how to speak you know, the right talk and being executive presence and how to work on that. We had some great discussions. And I remember one of the changes was one of them, one of the chapters was just about how you express yourself, you know, and how you write emails and texts and things like that and phrases to stay away from. And we had great conversations about it. And after that session, there was a night when all of a sudden the phone was a, a buzz with text messages coming and several of the, one of the girls started it by jumping in and saying, I used what we talked about today and I applied it. Let me show you how I restructured this email, you know, and, and then how I, oh, yeah. and, and it was just, you know, it was just really cool to see how everybody was then, you know, just grabbing something, you know, it's not like you're going to get something from everything you do, but there's always a nugget you can walk away from. But I remember as, as going through that, I, I just found a lot of, um, joy in that to see the, everybody digging into it and then sharing their wins and sharing, you know, things that they did and, and how it impacted them. And it, admittedly, I was definitely one of those people <laughs> kind of skeptical, you know, about that book playing big, but, you know, when I think about it and you would ask, cause you know, is there one thing in particular, I think the theme I'm seeing is um, oftentimes when I'm having to make a decision 
I'm going back to either conversations that we've had or the books um, that we've used, for example, to guide our conversation, whether it was playing big or the best yes, essentialism, right? Like those are some of the books we've worked through, but I oftentimes go back to them because they relate to decisions we're all making, whether it's changing jobs or dating someone or moving or how to fire or hire someone or just send the right email. And I just said the word just, but that's an example, right? Of things we now see of how can I be a better communicator, better leader? How can I manage up or make the right decisions? But all, all I just think about all those themes and how they tie back to discussions we've all had as a group and whether it's us um, communicating with Linda or she's communicating with us or even just asking each other for advice. Um, that's what stands out to me about how we've been enriching each other's lives is just through sharing those stories and experiences. Well, thank you all for, for sharing with us today of, uh, of what your group you know, looks like as well as even just some of those examples of topics. Uh, I think so often in the, in the world of mentorship, uh, there's often a craving of, I, I, I do want to mentor. Maybe there's that question of what do I have to offer, but how do you do it? And both of you guys have shared with us today is that there's not a formula, but there are some themes and those themes are woven together uh, and they create these really, really cool mentorship relationships and, I, uh, I, I can hear it in your voices. You could just tell you, like you all said earlier, your friends, uh, there's not this uh, hierarchy, if you will, of, of Linda is the, the mentor and she sits in the fancy chair at our breakfast <laughs> and bestows her wisdom upon us. Uh, but I love that there's just such a rich friendship. You know, as we, uh, as we have learned from you all today, maybe we did creep into your game changer a little bit, but we'd still love to hear one if you have, even in your personal life outside of the edge group but we'd love to hear from each of you as you all know we wrap up every episode with a shout out to make to someone or some people as well as a game changer uh in in your own life uh, you know as i was thinking about this one and writing it i found myself getting emotional uh so shout out to my group and they have heard me say this these are my daughters um my seven daughters my friends and as a as a you know, metaphor in the sense of being a parent, you know, I mean, they're all different and I have different relationships with all of them. And it's been a blessing and an honor to be a part of their life journey and to watch them grow and to be there for their joys, their disappointments. And, you know, Claire's on this line. So, you know, one thing I want to say is that like with all of them, but with Claire, I know I have a bond that I I know will be keeping us connected for many years to come. Um, and I'm, I'm watching Claire develop into a leader. And Claire, you know, you're mentoring. You're mentoring your friends in that group and through your life experiences and through things that are, are happening. Um, it, it has been, I think, a game changer for me in a lot of ways of, of just, again, the impact that we have on one another. You know, we need to live it more. We need to live together. And we need to bring that vulnerability and that trust and bring that positiveness into each other's lives. Um, You know, we've been simply asked to love one another and um, there was so much love in this group. And that sometimes I, you know, when I'm sitting with them at breakfast, I kind of step back inside my head to just observe. Mm. And it's just so fascinating to me because I just watch. And again, like a proud parent, I see their, I see their friendships 
Some of them, you know, two of them have lived together for a while, but I see their friendships. I see their genuine concern. I see how they interact outside of the group. You know, that's another important thing. This doesn't just happen when we get together. This is living and breathing when we're away, Hmm. you know, be it them calling me, be it them being together with each other, they get together, you know? And so when I see all of that, it's just, it leaves me in awe to, to say how, how simple, you know, to do and yet how awesome and powerful the results are. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, a shout out, I think back to um, those mentors I'd mentioned earlier in my life that maybe I couldn't name them as a mentor, but whether it was um, coaches at the time or teachers or professors or even managers. And I think about those that have become more than just mentors like Linda, who become, you know, not just career coaches and prayer warriors, but a friend and second mom. So um, Linda definitely stands out among that list, but I'm so grateful for the people along the way um, Mm -hmm. that have impacted me and shared their life um, and stories with me. I love it. I can tell there's such deep love and appreciation among your group. Did, Did we end up stealing your game changer moment early on, or is there another one that you'd like to share? This is the first time we've been like, you know, stealing game changers. Oh. <laughs> so, man, lately I've been saying my game changer is just getting enough sleep and balancing it with exercise. I certainly yeah. realize it helps me be my best self, but it also helps me show up when I need to show up, um, whether it's with this group or with others or just being kind, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind to yourself um, by allowing you to, to have that balance of sleep and exercise. Yeah. And, you know, in, in this journey that I'm in now in my life, too, it's it's connecting the dots and and doing what's important and doing it well. Um, I think there was a time in, in my career where you were doing everything, you know, and felt like you had to be on every board and you had to do this and do that. And now it's looking for, you know, the, the, the importance of what I'm doing and making sure the dots connect and Um, mentoring this group is definitely one of those dots. Well, thank you all for spending time with us as we continue our series. We've all learned uh, from you all today. And and thanks again for letting us kind of be a part of your group for a moment. I know not fully because we'd have to go through the the (laughs) full-out interviews and all of the processes. Right. They didn't tell us that guys sharpen. They didn't tell us that there's, there were more processes, but no, in all seriousness, thank (laughs) you for letting us join in of what a conversation between even you two might look like today. Thanks Kirby. Thanks Kirby. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Sharpen podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review. And of course you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Until next time.